Live from the Business Radio X studio in Atlanta, it's time for Dental Business Radio. Brought to you by Practice Quotient. Practice Quotient bridges the gap between the provider and payer communities. Now here's your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Hi there, friends of the dental business community. This is your host, Patrick O'Rourke, on this edition of Dental Business Radio, brought to you by Practice Quotient. PPO negotiations and analysis. When there's a lot of money on the table, you probably need professional guidance. You could do it yourself, but you could also do your own taxes and represent yourself in a court of law. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. Uh, Today, I have big man on campus. Mr. Sean Wild is with us. And so Sean Wild has more letters after his name than alphabet soup. So I'm not going to go over that. And Sean is also one of the guys that doesn't sit still, does a lot of different things. And so it would be very difficult for me to tell his story. And so what I'm going to do, Sean, is I would like for those that don't know you, I would imagine a lot of the listeners here do know who you are. But for those that don't know you, tell us about your path into the dental business world. Well, first, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it, Pat. So yeah, I started back in 2008. I was uh, in automotive prior. I worked for Naval Intelligence prior to that. Um, when we came into automotive, I was attracted to a lot of the <clears throat> metrics that drove business and the, and the way that every single thing had a value on what they did, uh, even with the phone ring and uh, how much it cost and what you gained from that call. So when I came to dental, it was uh, by accident that it happened. I met a really progressive uh, oral surgeon who really, to this day, we still meet every day at 6 o'clock in the morning, the last 13 years, every morning. And it's just been a really uh, inspirational ride for me. Uh, and I think we both feed off and for each other on, on our professional, personal levels. But anyway, he basically challenged me to come and look at his business. I did. And when I looked at his business, I was a little frightened. Uh, and I was frightened that they made so they generated so much money, but they had little green monsters running everywhere around their practice that they just either put coffee cups on, named them. They were just things that you would typically not do in business. But uh, for instance, real quick, they have a person they worked for them for a long time. They start to become deficient. Well, they don't say, hey, goodbye, this isn't working out. They basically give them a title and make them a higher ranked person in the entity. And that seemed to be the, the, the culture that I was walking into. So in the end, he asked me to stay on and see if I wanted to um, help grow his business from three locations to where we are now. And I said, great, but if I see something and I like it, would you be interested if I could go change it or maybe build a piece of software or whatever it was for a solution? Mm-hmm. So he said, that would be great. Would you mind if I did it with you? So that was the beginning of 2008. Now we have uh, eight locations. We went from three docks to uh, 13 docks, acquiring two more. We are going up to 10 locations by the end of the year. We now have a software company. Software company is OMS3, is who most of the people know us as, and is now called Practice Metrics. And it was a dashboard that we discovered when we gave data to doctors and spreadsheets, they kind of melted. They couldn't see it. Mm, so we said, we need to do something better. We need to, we need to come up with something that's maybe more visual. You know, they work a, a millimeter distal or a buckle when they approach things. They're very analytical and they just can't see empirical data. So 
that led us down a road of uh, talking to a friend of mine. I said, I'm going to go to this place called CareStream. Uh, they're having a meeting up in Canada. I'm going to walk in and find the CEO and pitch this idea to him. My friend who's sitting with me now said, are you crazy? They're going to throw you out of there. So long story short, we did meet with the then president of CareStream and, and uh, made a deal with the company to become a dashboard for their CS WinOMS product. And that's mm-hmm. how we started. Uh, we were basically in that deal for a long time. And uh, one thing it was uh, that was restrictive for us is it prevented us, excuse me, from going into other verticals and bringing the same dynamic dashboard that could help tell their business story in a much easier fashion than what they had. And last two years ago, approximately 2018, we were able to uh, enter into the rest of the dental space. We're now in 18 practice management softwares, uh, all Henry Shines except for one, I believe, uh, DSN, um, you know, just a number of great companies. And the one thing we get out of that relationship is I love to see someone's business data and show them, hey, did you see this? Did you see that? They Most of the time, they're like, um, I see it, but I don't understand it. And then, Pat, that led to us uh, kind of meeting you, which I'll talk about here shortly. But also, it led us to helping them understand where the data comes from, what part of their workforce it is being fed from, positively or negatively, and being a practice administrator all along that ride, I actually understand what the data truly means and what we have to fix internally. Mm-hmm. So we, we really had a, a good ride in helping folks understand their data. And then now we get calls that says, Sean, I'm just too busy. Uh, I know I need to change this, but I don't know necessarily how to change it. I don't know what I don't know. Uh, looks like you did if you were able to go from three to soon to be 10 locations and all those doctors. Not easy. I don't, I don't know how to acquire someone. I know don't understand the marketplace uh, how to even negotiate that contract with them or what's appealing to a practitioner at this point in their life. Um, so, you know, that just led us to uh, doing things we do every day inside of Pennsylvania Oral Surgery and helping share that success with other folks. So when I was at an event one day and met a person who was using your services, Pat, I first was a little skeptical. I was like, oh, here we go. So you're going to give me free money and it's going to cost me something. Uh, and honestly, it was just that simple at the very end. It was, uh, we, we put the professional on, like you said, I don't want to be a brain surgeon on myself. Uh, I have no skill sets for it. So I want to find the best brain surgeon. And, and it turned out you were easy to talk to. Uh, you are kind of almost too easy. We would see you go away and we weren't sure if someone kidnapped you or we had to call SEAL <laughs> Team 6 to come retrieve you. I tell but clients all the time, I'm like we did not abscond to Mexico, I promise. Yes, but then all of a sudden, you know, two, three months later, hey, would you accept this uh, 18% higher negotiated rate on or this uh, other win? And another uh, great point about your services are you might go away, but the but the benefits keep coming. And that's really, to me, the, the true win. So as we started, uh, you know, helping people understand their data and then helping them grow their businesses, why not call somebody that was successful for me that I it was predictable. I enjoyed the process. I love the results. And that's what led us to, you know, work a little bit closer together. So mm-hmm. anywhere I go, likewise, my, well, thank you for that. But anywhere I go in my consulting business, you're just another arrow of my quiver. 
And I love the fact that we stay in the same, you know, we know what our lanes are. We try to do them very well. Um, and, and it works out just fantastic for the, for the client or the end user. So from there, we just now have been working on some more solutions. We're coming out with a new <clears throat> patient collaborator, which is amazing. It's the way to get the specialist out of the drawer and not be in a drawer with seven other cards or seven other oral surgeons. It's a way to share data back and forth. Uh, but as, as we treat a common patient, it's a way to never lose their x-ray or their patient again. And most importantly, it's a way for the GP to know where when they use my patient exchange that they can dial in anytime they want from any device across the world and see exactly the status of the patient they referred and where they're at in their treatment plan. And most importantly, it saves about two to three thousand dollars a month in stamps, mail, and and letters that these folks pretty much don't even do anything with for the most part. So that's something that helps us uh, continue to grow our partners in oral surgery, perio, and the rest of the specialties that we work with. And mm -hmm. most importantly, we grow. We are the end users. We are the hair club presidents. You know, we we have the same pain. We try to come up with a great solution. We test it with smart folks. And then we share with our with our clients that want to do the same, you know, get, gain ground without having to have pain or, or a number of uh, mistakes along the way. Right. So I hope that tells you a little bit more about who we are. Uh, I think I learned something new about you every time I talk to you. And uh, that's saying a lot because it's not that we talk infrequently. Um, I've never heard the expression out of the drawer. I get it. It took me a second as you were talking. I was like, what does that mean? And so I'm going to, what, what I think it means, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, is that general dentists and specialists in general are reliant to some degree or another on general dentists to send them patients. So they don't do a certain service that they're not comfortable. And so the specialist says, you should send, you know, um, you know, your implant cases, your wisdom teeth, or, you know, your complex, um, you know, oral surgery stuff over to us. We're amazing to work with. And here's why. Right. And some, sometimes oral surgeons say the same things. Right. Um, and so you're looking for a way to differentiate, particularly in an environment where there's a lot of different oral surgeons, like a metropolitan area. Is that, am I reading that right? Yeah. So what happened to us was when I first took over, uh, the role as the COO of Pennsylvania Oral Surgery, uh, my principal was really, really sharp. He said, you know, why don't you just walk around for about two months, follow us around, just watch what we do. And then while you're at it, why don't you go meet my referrals? I said, oh, your customers, that'd be great. He said, no, no, they're my referrals. I was like, well, I think they're your customers. If they're sending you business and you are fulfilling their, their needs, they're really your customers because I came from a different business line. But to me, you must know who your customer is if you're going to be successful mm -hmm. because you need to treat them the best you can. So I went out with a few folks and we would meet some of our top customers referrals. And when I walked in, they were like, oh, we would say, hey, you know, we have some extra referral cards for you. And I wanted to make sure that we were doing, you know, meeting all your expectations. And I watched them open a drawer and drop our cards and my fantastic oral surgeons that I thought were the best anywhere in the world into a drawer with about 14 other cards. And I mm. thought, wow, this needs to change somehow. 
I need to find a way, uh, some transformative process that would get us out of that drawer and make us their top and only choice. And that became my mission for really the past uh, 13 years as a CEO of our surgery group. But really as a, you know, as a business person, I just, I feel like when you have these folks that invest this kind of time that they do and money to become who they are, they need to be seen differently than just anybody with an oral surgery uh, brand, you know, sure. or, or any other specialty brand. So with my patient exchange, it's a little icon that sits on their desktop. It's so easy to use. They have the x-ray up in their software. They drop it in. They click, click, click a tooth number. They send it. But the nice thing is, is when that happens, one, you are never in a drawer. They picked you automatically because you were easy to use. And your doctor, their doctor, was able to look in there without having to this is typically what happens, Pat. Uh, get that guy on the line. I want to know about this. Well, that guy's in surgery or that gal's in surgery. Mm-hmm. So that doctor's standing there. The front desk has to pick up a phone and call your front desk. They have to find a way to get your doctor out of his place. By now, his patient called him. He or she's back in that room. And in just a whole uh, communication pathway was just not elegant or slick. So this, we found that we just thought we need to keep fixing these things as an entrepreneur, just as a problem solver, uh, in my old world, if you kick the door and it bounced back in your face, so to speak, in the old world of being overseas, you might not kick the door and walk instantly forward. You learn. You take a step back and you say, I don't want to do that anymore. And that's kind of what it was for us. We said, you know, we don't want to do this anymore. We don't want to keep bothering the GPs, to, you know, our customers to get a simple x-ray or to try to give them the information they need and sending a letter out. In today's world, I guarantee you, Pat, 99.9% of our uh, partners in the dental community are still printing letters, specialists are still printing them, put a piece of, you know, in a mail, put a stamp on it, mailing it to folks who then have to find some place to put that into a meaningful way for the GP to retrieve it. It's just archaic. So we I had, I had no that. idea that's how it worked. Every letter, every patient that you see has to be, uh, totaled up, so to speak, on a treatment plan or some type of communication back to the referral. Has to. Gotcha. You've lost your patient, right? So I think we're on to something that's going to be just so transformative for the industry and the fact that they could just look at their, uh, any device that's agnostic is, is how our product works. Look at the cloud, pull the patient up, not only see everything that you did for the patient, but it ties the dental implant company, the lab into the process, so the total care is being managed in one view. And the really nice part is when you want to send that patient back, they actually have a calendar in their hand that they're looking at that lights up when that patient's coming back. So now they automatically know, oh, these four people, that's right, that was an all-in-four. Wait, that was that. Let's make sure we're ready. And it makes you their choice, the choice for them to do business with. Mm-hmm. And that's elegance. That, so that, that is elegance. That's, that's awesome. And so my mind goes to, okay, well, I, that reduces my cost of care because I'm an insurance guy, right? So I'm always like, uh, well, how does this affect the actual cost of care, maybe healthcare outcomes? That's, that's important too, but it, that's very important. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, but as somebody who sat in the boardroom, we do talk about cost of care a whole lot. Now, healthcare outcome, you, you improve the healthcare outcome, you reduce your cost of care. That's generally speaking a given. But this sounds to me like 
it makes the specialist look like a hero, but it also, you're reducing time. It's more efficient and there's less likelihood of x-rays getting misplaced or wrong or, you know, anything like that. And so the patient, it's a smoother transition of care amongst the providers, which is a goal of really everybody in the industry right now from payer to provider to patient. And that'd be accurate, right? Yeah. Yeah, you just named a lot of touch points that we think that it solved. One was you're not tra- for HIPAA because that's also a challenge to worry about. A lot of folks are just sending things back and forth in the mail, in your email, and they're not using encrypted devices. Yeah. Um, Gmail is not economic, HIPAA compliant, is what I heard. Most of them are. Yeah, most of them are not. So, and they're cumbersome. So we thought that it would it would solve that challenge. It would save a lot of trees, Pat. There's nothing wrong with that either, right? Yeah, Saving trees like and trees. stamps. And then in the end, you're also giving the GP really truly what they want, and that is the story of think about this. They took their coveted patient and they handed them off somewhere, and they can't see anything until someday a letter arrives at their at their office. Hopefully that got brought back to their attention because a lot of things can happen between the time it hits the office and then it really get back to the, G- the GP, the dentist. So right now, they now are trained that when they want to look at something, they want to see what they want when they want to. Well, that's not so easy in this world when we're tethered together through paper and snail mail and, and a lot of those other archaic methods. So here it's instant gratification. They instantly know, and there's nothing worse than having a thought trying to remember it because 14 other things happened because you couldn't get the answer right away. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to remember again why you started. So we think it's going to just change the way that we do. We being all of us, uh, like you said, a better outcome comes from tying a dental implant company and their specialty, specialists into an all four case or, or a complex multiple implant case. And they're seeing the treatment plan and identifying a potential challenge measuring twice is always better than cutting twice, mm-hmm. right? So get a separate look there. And the lab also has the ability to share its portion. And now it's a team-based approach and a virtual uh, operating uh, pathway, so to speak, where everybody is on board. I and mean, yet the quarterback still remains the GP mm-hmm. and priceless. So we think it's really going to be revolutionary. And whether it is or isn't, Pat's never been my motivation financially. I just think it's, going to change the way we do business. And once you do that, that just makes things fun from our, from the perspective of our little company called practice metrics. Right. Well, I think it's kind of cool that you're like, I just solved the problem for us, you know, and then you, you know, you've tested it. You believe in it, obviously, because that's what you're using. Cause that's you. And then you then export or you're like, look, whoever wants in can jump in. I think that's, that's great. Um, let's switch gears a little bit because, you know, one of, uh, the topics of a recent show and in the, you know, really in the environment that we're in right now, there's certainly a lot of folks that are in growth stage and, you know, anecdotally, I talk to a lot of folks and when they get into, they get, uh, they start growing their practice. Um, you know, you have one location one location, you're knocking it out of the park Two, Yeah. You got it going on three. Mm, now you're getting you're starting to extend yourself so to me anecdotally right this is what i've noticed is once you get to that three or four mark things become a lot different because you can't be in so many places at one time um now you went from three to 
10 now. I mean, what are, do you think are some of the biggest challenges that you had to jump over? Run through Great it. question. It's a great question. I think that the biggest challenge uh, internally is we, and this is with every human being, in my opinion, is you all rise to your highest level of incompetencies and then you stay there or you do not. You decide to overcome, which takes reflection, evaluation, and change. And I think that's where you really need to focus with a business is whatever that thing was that made you successful to have one or two of them, there's a brand there, whether you realize it or not. And most uh, specialists or physicians in general don't realize the brand is more than just their treatment or the way they provide their care. They see mm-hmm. it very, uh, very egocentric. You know, of course, I treat patients great. And you might and probably do. But does the rest of your customer facing interactions uh, support that vision or support that outlook that you're trying to portray? And that's everything from the time they walk up to your front desk or till the time they finally were escorted out to their car? And was their billing completed in, in an efficient manner so that they're not getting the wrong bills and now they're, you're devaluing that brand along the way? So we really break things down. I, again, I guess it's my ex-military background, a lot of processes. You don't put two or three million people into the services and not have a lot of lessons learned, reflection, organization, and process review. Mm-hmm. So where I found where I found a lot of doctors when I first had met them initially, I must be smart. My check cleared. You know, <laughs> I make a lot of money. I'm pretty smart. And and the truth is, yeah, hey, they're very they're really highly intelligent, but they spend zero time for the most part learning how to operate a multi million dollar business that they're going to have because they are great practitioners. And then how do you communicate across multiple locations? making sure that your brand is still the same brand at every place, fit, fit, feel, touch, all of it. And then how do you train people and manage those people and grow those people without processes when you're operating in 25 square centimeters of space every day? You know, physicians mm-hmm. are always looking in that space. They can't see behind them. They certainly can't see three office locations away. And they really don't understand all those uh, interactions because they're not there. And then how do you measure it? test it way. And that's where data comes back in, Pat. When you start to see a office by percentage of a formula, my production, my collections, my patient count, if all those were same and they equaled X and that X is lower or higher, there's something there if you know how to dig in and figure it out. And that's where the magic really happens in my world is I want to identify where they are, how it happened. You were easy for us, Pat. You gave us something we could easily measure. You know, it was just simple. What you do isn't simple. To me, it's you must have elves. But whatever you have up there in your, your workout, <laughs> you know, your uh, standards work. It's not, it's not uh, easy, let me tell you. Yeah. You did a great job for us, but it was easy to see in our percentage of collections going up, right? Sure. But how do you get, how do you measure when you have two offices and in our software, you can easily see your top referrals. It's very visual. But if one of them is no referral, it tells me automatically they're not getting that information at the front desk. Then I can dive in instantly and tell you what front desk. And I can tell you what front desk I'd want you to use as a training source with multiple locations because it's all math. It's all metrics. Mm-hmm. And it's not all fun unless you enjoy doing it. We enjoy doing it. But then I want to do it, but I think it's cool. 
Yeah, exactly. But then when you can come onto the ground, we have clients over to the U.S. who so fly into their practice, watch them for a day, and bring them really great, meaningful change that is measurable, it's, expe- it's predictable, and on top of that, it's profitable. It's really, it seems to be taking off for us because it's, uh, it's just resonating with all those folks each and every time we have an engagement. So that's the kind of fun part. And then when I pull you out or someone like you, it really brings that value. It's just to set it and forget it for me. Hey, by the way, don't you also want to make more money for the same work you're doing with your carriers? Sure. And we pull out that predictable hour called practice quotient. So we're trying to just uh, approach this as a engagement. I hate to say consultants. I hate to say we're going to have an engagement for a year and we're going to grow your practice and you're going to find typically a four, five X multiple uh, greater return on the dollar you spent compared to the dollar, much like you do, Pat, mm-hmm. much like the dollar you used to build that, previously. And people like that. Who doesn't? Yeah, I'll give you a dollar. You're going to be five dollars back. But forget the Forget the financial return. We always bring, or and, and honestly, Pat, we can measure it up front. We know automatically through our coding reviews because we have three professional coders and some other smart folks looking at the data. We could tell initially automatically what we're going to bring to that practice as a financial return. And that's great. You know, four or five X. That's amazing. But put that aside. That's not the magic. The magic is, is when you give a doctor time to have lunch because they're so disorganized in their scheduling, they just never get it. Or time to do their notes properly and not take it away from their family at nighttime because they're sitting either at the office or their notes or bringing it home with them. To mm-hmm. me, that's the real sweet spot for them. You know, money is great. Nothing wrong with it, Pat. We all need it. But that's right. when you change your life, you know, when you can change your life, I think that's when you're starting to say, wow, that's I did something there. You know, and those are the kind of relationships we like. And typically, we're now in our second year of consulting. We we have a pretty high percentage ratio of folks that are signing on for us. We call partnering, you know, coaching. So we we not only coach, we fly on site. We review them continuously through the 52 weeks. We have calls and actions, call to actions that help us, um, you know, show them where we are effective, reinforce their staff because they helped us become more effective, create reward systems internally, better uh, management systems internally, and really uh, clear ladders for their own staff to go and grow because they now understand what it is you really wanted them to do. Most times, doctor walks in, they're like, you know, and you're saying, well, what is the challenge? Well, they don't know what I need. But there isn't that layer between that really looked at the mission, identified what it was going to be, made sure everything was there, checked twice, because there's no one to really understand. Not I shouldn't say no one, but you know, many times there's one or two great people. So when you walk into a practice, the further I got Mary, I have Jill. That's it. There's thirteen mm-hmm. other people standing there. So if you had a great team, you'd say, "No, I have, I have the best team in the world here, Sean, not right. Mary and." You know, so that's, those are the kind of things that tell us, hey, we're going to be having fun here. There's a lot for us to do, and, and, and the practitioners are going to get to have lunch. And I'll tell you a quick lunch story. I met a fellow, uh, was the gentleman that hired me, and his partner, and I sat right next to him 13 years ago. And I said, you know, it was August. I was looking at their business throughout the summer, and he said, you know, Sean, I just want to have lunch. I'm a lunch guy. 
you know, I just, I just love to sit down and have a really good lunch. Is that, is that crazy? I said, you know what, Andy, that's great. And come September, we're going to put that on the board meeting schedule. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get you a lunch because right now you need to go back out there and work. And he was just like, you're right. <laughs> and off he went doing more whizzies. But the truth of it was, I knew that when the next year came around that I could increase his production, his predictability, have a less stressful day, and he's going to produce more than I really want. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. One of the gospels that I preach, I had, to, I had to learn it the hard way, you know, as a business owner and entrepreneur. You run, you run, you run, you know, but nobody's ever sitting on their deathbed saying, you know what, I wish I would have put in 90 hours instead of 80. You know, it just doesn't happen. And so, you know, I've got two small kids and that's my priority. You know, it, Dylan and, and Evelyn Grace, you know, and I'll tell you one of the more fulfilling things I've done that I didn't think I would ever have time to do. And nor, I mean, so I coach basketball. I don't know if you knew that. Um, so fifth grade basketball, Little River Eagles. That's right. Um, and, and that's right. I know you like that uh, Philadelphia zone. And so I, one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done, and I didn't play basketball growing up. You know, uh, in the first year, second grade, we didn't win one game. And last year, we only lost two. We went second round of the playoffs. And so um, that kind of taught me when I look back. I mean, I've done a lot of good things, in, you know, business-wise. But um, the balance, you know, I, I was talking to a client the other day, and he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm taking my first vacation, but I've been on the phone. I'm like, dude, if I knew you were on vacation, I would – like, I'm hanging up right now. Don't talk to me. And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, go be hanging out with your family. Like, listen, the world doesn't stop turning because you're at the beach, bro. So chill out. Um, the other thing that you said, I'm going to say it another way, because I think that a lot of docs, you know, and you talk about your brand and they talk about how, you know, there's a lot of time, effort, training, and you know prestige that they that they built and what they feel right and that's their brand and then as it expands but you can't have your eyeballs everywhere and you can't you don't know what you don't know and you can't see all of that and i like analogies and so oh while you were explaining it it reminded me of like somebody that's a really good chef makes the best food ever right they got a beautiful dining room and they got a great you know, host system and everybody comes in and it's awesome. Um, except for one thing, the bathroom, the bathroom's awful. Bathroom looks like a, you know, third world country and, you know, there's no paper towels that ruins the entire experience. And that's kind of what you're saying is, do you know all the facets of your business? Am I picking up what you're putting down? Hundred percent. It's a, it's about identifying. We, <clears throat> an old mentor of mine, probably changed my life. It took me a while to digest what he said because of a uh, maceration. I needed to get a little bit older and wiser. But I said, you know, how did you do all this? And the guy's like, it's real simple. And he was probably I was twenty six or seven, and he probably had ten million dollars in the bank, a self made guy. And he said, simple kid, you do more of what works and less of what doesn't. And I was like, wait, what? What? No, no, tell me what you're really doing. And he just looked at me, but it was so true. Learn to do more of what works and less of what doesn't. You know, always be, now when you dive into that, it's a great statement, right? Mm -hmm. When you dive into it, it's about evaluating. It's about, and the doctors do all that. These guys are so sharp. 
They can't make mistakes or they get sued, right? That's what I've learned early on. They can't be wrong. There is no place for wrong. You know, so in that light, because if they're wrong, it's going to be harm or it's going to be, you know, legal harm. So in that light, they're always doing this themselves. But getting somebody outside of their world to support them and looking at those things every day and inspiring people to be their best and teaching them to measure twice and cut once and all the things that, you know, we like to use as these euphemisms. But the truth of it is, it's only that way. There is no shortcut to it. And you have to be always looking measuring the, the same with renegotiating pat if you if you did it one time and it was over we just well we had that done 1974 we're fine we know it doesn't <laughs> work that way you know right. we know we better call pat every couple of years because these guys are working this the truth of it is they are working not equally harder exponentially harder to take our money away that's their job to get the most they can get through our services for the least amount of remittance right so you need somebody like a Pat out there on the front line. That's that's our special forces of of uh, negotiating for these folks. The same as we need to be looking at their business when we're on site, or looking at their data and saying, you know what, just propofol you're using. Like we have so many facets of savings for our engagements. It's in procurement. It's in uh, their waste. It's in overnight shipping. It's all these things that. You know, it's easy for me to say, hey, you're going to give me 50 grand. I'm going to give you 250, 300. Who wouldn't do that deal? But it's not the money, Pat. It's that renewable energy and effort and outcome that you produce in their practice that when you leave for that year, and I'm thrilled when we do, because they they can go fish now forever themselves, you know, and they just take That's off and, and, awesome. and changing. I was a product of a single mom, um, single parent for a while, and. I looked at how hard she worked and the many jobs she had. And, you know, you don't even appreciate it when you're six or seven, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I look at the same, most of our medical field are gals. I'm very proud to say at Pennsylvania Oral Surgery, we have a board of directors. But we also have a supervisory board. And that middle management board runs that entire practice while I can be sitting here today talking to you. It's mm-hmm. kudos to them. And it's, they're all female and they're all really, really strong leaders now and are people that other females inside the practice, because most of the dental world or surgical world is, is female based for the most part and support staff or doctors. So here they are, they're out there and they're becoming role models for each other. And there's nothing greater than that. Watching somebody change their life and find a career where they only had a job. Mm-hmm. Does that make Absolutely. sense? It does. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big so believer in it. So that's what we really, I think that's what thrives uh, every, every time we fit, we graduate a practice, you know, it's, the, it's our team sitting around the room and we're toasting those folks for success. We're really toasting those middle manager levels that we, the management levels we create for the doctors so they can get all the things they want, but what they really have, and I hope they realize it, is they have a future that's going to be less dependent on them and more dependent on their staff and, and their staff can do it. They can handle it and they'll take them to greater lanes. So mm-hmm. that or greater, greater, I guess, or lanes or whatever. So that's kind of our motivation internally. And a lot of psychology, it really is. Um, but there's a lot of ingredients that go into soup. And I'll tell you this. I watch some chef show. I love watching the cooking shows and things like that on TV. Yeah. And I watch, I watch these folks down in, uh, in down south and, they're in Louisiana and this, this old timer sitting there and she's just like, you know what? Here's all my ingredients. You can take a peek because it's all up here. It's, how, it's not the ingredients, what you do with them. 
I thought, you know what? She is so right. So, you know, we're not afraid to share what we do because sharing it and getting it done and producing that outcome without doctors having pain in the process, that's the magic. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's really the magic for us. And then leaving and seeing them do it afterwards, there's nothing greater than that. Nothing greater than that for, for our company. Yeah, so, I, I completely agree. When people say thank you, it makes my day. It really does. You know, and when I go to, you know, different conferences and folks walk up, uh, I remember being in one earlier this year, pre-COVID, and the guy next to us, he's like, I've never seen anything like that. You know, I, I don't like to hang around the booth. You don't either. I see you occasionally walking around. Um, yes. And and so, but he's like, people just walk up to your booth and they say, thank you. And if you're not there, they're like, when's Pat coming back? Can you tell him I stopped by and say, thank you. And that makes my day. So anybody listening to the show, right? telling you that's uh that makes me happy send me a christmas card or a holiday card if you're not into christmas you know um i think gratitude (laughs) gratitude is really important you know and especially these days i think that it's it it, you know it keeps me going i mean it's not about the money for me i could stay in corporate you know um but the show is not really about me um is there anybody that you would like to give a special uh, mention or a shout out to, cause I would like to give one to Mrs. Sean wild because every type I, every time I type in congratulations and I get confetti on my little iPhone text, I think of <laughs> her. And so thank you again, Mrs. Sean wild. Well, I appreciate that. My wife has been life changing for me. I would say the two people obviously would be my, the two factions of people, my wife and my child, you know, my children, but also my partner, Charlie Burns. I've been with him 35 years. Uh, I've worked for him. He's worked for me. We've always worked together. Uh, he's right here today with us. And honestly, I, I was in Wisconsin. Like you, Pat, we're everywhere. You know, when you turn around right. and your, your partner's always there, he's always supporting him. Nobody, nobody runs the dashboard better than he does as far as the training and the, and the educating goes. And, you know, without him, I wouldn't be here. So that would be my shout out. Right. Well, hey, Charlie Burns. Shout out to Charlie Burns. He is the man. And when you can't get a hold of Sean Wild, you just find Charlie Burns. He's kind of like, well, I've got Scott. Scott uh, Scott, kind of works behind the scenes. Uh, Teresa Duncan called him underrated this week. I think he liked that. Uh, And so, but talking to Scott's just like talking to me. And he sounds just like me, but looks a lot different. I think you're probably better talking to Charlie first, but I don't want to say it up front. (laughs) (laughs) Charlie's definitely the glue of our company now, but I would say this um, because of you, Pat, if there's anybody that wants to try our dashboard, uh, no strings attached and maybe get a free coding review because of you and because of this, you know, this opportunity here to get in front of them, I'd be glad to give it to them. And that would be, you know, take it for 60 days, enjoy it. Don't pay for it. And if you like it afterwards, great. And if not, at least you will have a amazing coding review telling you how much money, you can make next year doing nothing different but the same work you're doing. So what I heard and listeners, what you should hear is if you mention the words dental business radio and or practice quotient to the team over practice metrics, then you will have say one more time, Sean. You're going to get the da- a, a dashboard that uh, helps them see their business in a much easier fashion for free for 60 days and a free coding review where we will look at their current billing processes, what their charges are. We have three certified professional coders. Some are dental coders, some are medical coders. 
And what we'll do is look at what they're billing and how they're billing it and let them see immediately that they could be making X number of dollars more. And if they wish to go forward, we could talk about that point, but at least they'll know they're leaving a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, or more on the table every year. Let's talk about the coding. Yeah, just for a minute. And so before we end this, we want to make sure that um, we get the contact information there Um, because sometimes I get asked about the coding and I'm like, listen, we're not clinical. Um, You're the doc. So we don't do that. And so it makes sense. It's helpful for me to know that there's a resource there. Are you seeing, uh, because those of us in the insurance industry, we've been talking about medical dental integration for uh, well over a decade, probably 20 years. And uh, now everybody's like, well, now it's the time. Time is now. Um, what are you seeing? You know, anecdotally, is there, what are you seeing with medical versus dental? Um, and is there anything, I, without getting into any privacy security, you know, issues. Sure. I think, I think I get the question. So think about this way. When they, when you're, when the physicians started doing what they do, they're pretty predictable. They want to do the same thing over and over again. So there, so unless someone comes to them and says, no, 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 you can actually do this or that. And without no, without being in that world, like everything else, you said, Pat, you don't want to be a, uh, your own uh, lawyer if you're not a, an attorney. And even if you do, you probably don't want to be, right? So when you're not looking for those changes, you're trying to be, say, the same predictable, or you're not in that environment to say, hey, you can no longer build this way. You need to build that way. Or if you add, you can now build this uh, in conjunction with that. I'll give you an example. There's a code, one code, that most folks are doing anywhere between three to 10,000 of them a year. Now, what if you could add... $35 to that as an, as an acceptable billable charge, mm-hmm. you know, that could be life changing. We take 10,000 times it by 35. So it's not that hundred percent or your wife's kitchen. She's been asking for for these last four years and you weren't able to give it to her, you know, so it could be anything. It's important. Sending your kids to private school. So, or, or a better education. So, when you can look at their coding and the things they're doing, it's not just saying, hey, here's a code. We actually will fly in, attend, look at their processes, help them change the coding, help them change in the software, help them change it through their processes, make sure it gets built out effectively, and it gets returned at the end of the month or, you know, depending on the time their, their claims take the kick. Just separating things dental and medical and not understanding where you can, there's an edge with either one. It's, it's when you do a lot of things and we do in oral surgery or, you know, endoperio, all the same, you're doing a lot of things. A, a simple change is at the multiple is, is thousands, mm-hmm. you know, so that's really exciting for me. And then the doctors are like, you know, why? Well, I don't know if I feel good doing that. Let's say that's a potential. Every change takes somebody saying, wait, I'm not sure. And you look at it, and you're like, wait a minute. What is the difference for that? And like, you know what? You're right, Sean. They just don't know. You know, mm-hmm. once they, it's like a scary thing. Once they get past that and they look at it, they're like, you're right. I'm billing for this. I'm billing for that. It's the same thing. Uh, and they need to have it and, or you wouldn't be doing the thing that you're billing for. You just didn't know there was a charge. Sure. Does that make sense? It does. And that's exciting. To me, that's just super exciting. So 
And then looking at their processes when you're on site and you're saying, wow, you know, you're doing this. And do you realize that has a cost or a benefit or if you change that? And they're like, I don't know why I do it that way. No one's come in and said, why do I do it that way? You know, and I get that, that sometimes. I'm sure you do. Uh, you did it with me a few times. I'm like, oh, okay, you got a point there. So <laughs> it's just, you know, you get trapped in your own realities and you, um, yeah, you usually stay there or you evolve and you don't. So we like to give the folks a lot of choices from everything, from their scheduling to their billing to the, and especially Pat, the way they collect money is, is probably our biggest, uh, win for them. We have systems. When you build a lot of procedures, we do about 77,000 procedures a year. You tend to get more efficient or you go out of business, right? It's, it's pretty much so, either really good or. Really Driving bad. around town with a baseball bat, not very efficient. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, you know, what we tend to do is look at their billing processes. We've either saved them money and reducing their efforts because they didn't know what they were doing. They chased it not in a very uh, effective manner. And once they look at our processes and we're able to dial into their systems every week, Pat, and review it, then the doctor is like, wait a minute, I just picked up a whole billing team. And that's in there too. That's what we always hear. Is that extra? Is that extra, Sean? It's like, it is nothing extra. We, this is what you get for us. And that's probably the greatest win when you, when you hear them go, like, someone's not taking advantage of me. Someone's not nickel and dime. I'm actually getting more than I thought, Pat. And that's, that's the magic for us. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Probably, you've been busy. I'm really well, happy I, I, that you've shared all of this. Because I've learned a lot. I, I know you. I know you don't sit still, but that's a lot. I would say our people really are are the reason we are finding success today. Really, it's our team. You know, Charlie and his team are just amazing. Um, and it, and having them partner with other folks that want to go and grow—that's magic. Amen. Amen. So, if folks want to find you uh, or Charlie, then how do they do that? Sure, they can go to www.practicemetrics, that's M-E-T-R-I-X dot com, and they can call 610-600-9932. Okay, terrific. I want to thank you again, Sean Wild, for being on the show, and I want to thank our sponsor and everybody on our team, um, on the Practice Quotient team, uh, Nikki B, who runs it, who is also female and is uh, certainly the lead. She's really the boss um, in our organization. Um, and everybody on the PQ team, shout out to Scott Marquat, even though I don't think he's listened to the show yet. Um, you're underrated, brother. And to Practice Quotient, PPO Negotiations and Analysis, you can find us at www.practicequotient.com. Com. If you enjoyed this content, please share it and also rate it five stars. If you did not like this content, then please get a hold of me and tell me why. And I'm happy to take your feedback. Or if you disagree, come on the show. We'll, we'll put on the music and we'll have a little dance. Um, if you have really profanity-laden things to say, then send it to John Ray at jray at businessradiox.com. Thank you to John Ray and to Diane Lasorda and everybody on the Business, Re- Business Radio X team for making us look and sound good. We appreciate y'all. Um, so with that, this is your host, Patrick O'Rourke. Until next time.